wake up your mind. Welcome to this rather somber episode of the 685. This is an Elder Millennials podcast. My name is Josh. I am your host. I am joined by my co-host, Matt, and uh, our producer, my co-host on uh, the Elder Millennials podcast, Jake. Gentlemen, not exactly a way I want to close out 2020, but I had this urge from as soon as this news dropped that we needed to say something. I didn't want to gloss over it, but we've lost a good one. We lost, uh, as the guy I originally knew as Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, a.k.a. The Exalted One, a.k.a. John Huber, a uh, good man, 41 years old, a damn good wrestler, a damn good man, that there's a lot of things that we could say here as fans that wouldn't be anything profound because all his friends that work in the business have said so many things about him. and It's just, it's been... It's been rough. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things where you say, what can you say that hasn't been said already? Um, right. I don't, I've never, I've never met him, you know, but right. we, but we see him on TV every, every week for, for years uh, from NXT to WWE to then AEW, um, a career that has, it's funny because he's a guy that, on first glance, a casual observer of wrestling would not see him as the main event type of guy at the level of John Cena or, or The Rock. But the amount of impact and influence he has had on the boys and girls in the back, on all of the people, all the way from the top stars to the bottom enhancement talent to the the workers and ring crew for every promotion he has worked at right the the the, the people the lives that he has touched is something that it's like still waters run very deep with with the late John um, John Hubbard but the the big thing I I can say I, you could take away and the thing that I noticed is that when you go on to Twitter was typically where I saw a lot of these stories popping up, you would always, always, always on Twitter find some sort of, you know, jackass that wants to spoil the mood or say something bad and try to be edgy. And in this case, there was none of that. You could not, you literally could not find a person to say something bad about about Brody Lee. And that yeah. speaks volumes to the to his character and i'm not saying his gimmick but i mean the the character of the human being that he is to have such a lengthy and deep impact on all these lives that he he might have had total time with like in in the case of eric rowan where they were road buddies and brothers on the road for for many years to people who were just like i reffed a match for him once and then he bought us all food in the back and he was such a great guy and gave me advice and he texted me after something happened you're like holy shit this guy is just magnanimous yeah just very genuine yeah 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 i i was sitting down the other night and uh I just happened, I, I was playing a game and I just happened to pick up my phone and I kicked open Facebook because I, I tend to scroll through it periodically throughout the day. 
and I refresh my page, it's the first thing that pops up. I, I the statement from AEW, and I read it once. I'm like, what? Then I read it again. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I read it again, and I'm like, I, I got to put this down, and I just got to sit here for a minute and just try to process this because it, it, I have I have a cousin that's his age, you know. Mm. Uh, it, it hits me it hits me really hard because I'm like, I have co- I have a cousin his age. What if that was my cousin? You know, not not. You know, not in a, oh, I'm glad it wasn't or anything, because that's, that's not the point of making it. He was so young. He was 40, he was 41, still had so much ahead of him. I, you, you and I had talked about it, Matt, and I know Jake and I had talked about it. This guy had future world champion written all over him. Yeah. Um, while I was sitting there processing, my, my phone rings, and it's Jake. And he says, hey, wanted to tell you something like is it the news that i just read he's like yeah and we just kind of sat there in silence on the phone for about a minute and i'm like just i just i couldn't process it and even you know even after watching dynamite last night i still can't process it process it that show just that show kind of killed me last night but the fact that the the ladies and gentlemen put on the show that they did showed how much he meant to them and how much they're going to miss him and watching them actually be human. It says so much, it, it, you know, we, we tend to put things in the, in the wrestling world that, um, Oh, they should only be on character all the time. Da, da, da. We, we don't want to see the human behind them, but things like this, it's, it's good to see the human behind them that we know they're not robots. It, it's a hard way to see it. And, at the end, at the end of Dynamite, with uh, Brody Jr. coming out with his dad's boots and putting him in the middle of the ring, that I was done. It just stick a fork in me. I was done. I couldn't say anything for about an hour after that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, tri- t- very, very, very good tribute by AEW. The show was very good last night. Very hard to watch, but very good. Um. WWE has had stuff going on all week. They've had done the graphic. They've had references on the show, uh, on their shows. They they've had the superstars just kind of do what they want. Uh, I think that I think that's a good thing. Um, not trying to control it too much, but recognizing that this was a good guy that we lost way too soon. Yeah. Well, I know. I thought it was pretty classy of WWE to let AEW take the first the opening for it because that's what it was there was a lot of people online that were talking lost smack and like oh wwe should have done more but they what they did was they were trying not to take away from AEW was where he last was and AEW was right. essentially his his home at that time and they didn't want to, to upstage and step on it because if they would have came out and tried to blow up AEW's tribute episode by doing something of their own it would have came across as very disingenuous, right? I think, and very just corporate. And I think that it was great to have that room to like let the let the boys do what they wanted to, and you know, you know, the tributes and everything in ring and on the show, but to let AEW have the the main event, so to speak, when it came to this and. It's uh, wow, yeah. It's there. There's a lot of a lot of unwrapping, 
as a wrestling community to watch this and see this, like, I get flashbacks seeing this essentially kind of like what happened to my dad, where they didn't know uh, what happened to him. He had a lung issue, too. They did, the right. doctors didn't know what was going on, and it happened rapidly, mm-hmm. and it lost control, and then that was that. And you're left wondering, what the fuck? Right. And that was that was the big mood on wrestling Twitter when that happened was how how the fuck and even the people that were in the know were just as confused right. of what happened. It wasn't COVID related. It wasn't anything like that. There was no conspiracy or some shit. It was just something he was. I I think the story was he was at the Mayo Clinic, which treats cancer and other um, unique situations like that. Right. So. I don't know if we'll ever know or what happens or if anyone will ever know what exactly happened, if it was a genetic thing or what, but seeing someone who you just saw him a few weeks ago in a, in a, in the dog collar match with Cody, that was the last match. And we all just assumed they wrote him off TV for the match, not for anything else bad. And then this happens. You're like, yeah, they, they, they uh, knew, but they didn't want to say anything, and, yeah, yeah. and I, re- I respect to res- the family. That's what it was. That was their request, right. and they they held uh, they held their their end yeah. to that. It wasn't out in the dirt sheets and crap like that. Um, yeah, I, and I and I can very much appreciate <clears throat> that, especially having dealt with crap in the past that you don't want everyone to know because it's not their concern. Uh, I, I can appreciate it. Yeah, but Jake, you've stayed rather quiet so far. How how is this affecting you today? Um, well, I mean, anybody who's listened to us for any length of time knows that I tend to be the colder one on this network. Yeah. I have not cried once in my adult life. Um, they almost broke me about three times last night. Um, Pro- probably the three, probably three of the times that I broke and then like three others that I broke. Which and, I'll I'll talk about in a minute. Anna breaking down, yeah, almost got me. Um, Silver Rowan and that uh, that and Hangman Page breaking down. That oh, that, 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 was, me. that that one was broke a moment. me. Yeah, that one broke me. Um, and uh, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston's uh, uh, comments. Before he came, even before they did the thing in the ring. Um, oh, his his vignette his, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that was cool. That was um, a lot, lot of respect there. I have so. to give Tony Khan a lot of props. Um, there's very few companies who would have done that. Actually, I think AEW may be the only one. Um, that entire card last night was booked by the uh, the Messiah, the Messiah of the Dark Order, Negative One. Uh, Brody Jr. From top to bottom, it was booked by him and Tony Khan. Nice. He um, even negative one even got to get his shit in too. Yes. On yeah. on MJF, MJF talking shit to the kid was, you know, one part of you you go, man, this is in poor taste. Like you, but you see the kid laughing his ass off too at yeah. this time, like because he knows, like it, that's that's well, that's that's Uncle Maxwell on honestly, like right. backstage, like he's a good guy. I know MJF well, in real life is a good guy, and, right. and, and letting Brody him Jr., sell Brody for Jr. the kid. Brody Junior understands the business. Right? Oh yeah, 
I mean, if you notice, when MJF pulled the mask off of him, he went full luchador and tried to hide his face. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. And he then, then, Alan Angels, then Alan Angels is like, no, dude, hit him. Hit him. Yeah, hit, hit him. Hit him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, um, yeah I, I'm sorry. That, that, was, that, was the, that was the highlight of the night for me, having Brody Jr. whack MJF right, it, right, right in, the, in the forehead <laughs> with a kendo yeah. stick. I'm like, yeah, I, I well popped played. for that. I do have to say, even with all the amazing work the the members of the Dark Order put in in the ring, I think really Alan Angels was the uh, was the All Star last night. Yeah, I sitting there with Brody Jr. the entire time. That was him yeah, and, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Who yeah, he he's been there before. You yeah. know, yeah, he's Being he's there. been in Brody Jr.'s shoes. Yeah, um, and that that and that may have been. That may have been good to say, hey, I understand exactly what you're going through, you yeah. know. I do, I do have to say I did pop at one time when uh, we finally saw a suplex from the junior suplex machine hook. That was a good <laughs> suplex. That was, wow. I saw, I popped for that, too. When I saw well, Hook he, hit him with the hookplex, I was like, oh, the, he's going to be good. He's well, gonna be I really mean, good. You, you can... You, it, I'll tell you right now, if he couldn't throw a proper suplex, he wouldn't be there because Taz wouldn't allow his son yeah. to oh, yeah. exactly. throw a proper suplex. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the the ending didn't really tear me up too bad. Uh, it was pretty much what I expected until uh, and, Tony t- until Tony handed him the TNT title. Well, and it explained why uh, Darby came out without the belt. Right. Because right. they are retiring that belt. That the, was the, fi- the, the physical, the physical belt. Yes. Yes. Not, not, oh yeah, not the championship in total. No, yeah. just that physical belt. They are retiring it and giving it to Brody Jr. Sure. And because um, the story was when when uh, uh, Brody won the belt, his kid would sleep with his title. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was really classy to give him the belt and said, "This is yours. You're the forever champion." And with this belt, they're going to make a new TNT title, um, yet to be revealed and then that will be what darby will have going forward another speaking of darby allen um coming out with sting officially his manager yeah i don't think it's been said yet but uh darby's face paint uh, (coughs) all the black in it said brody lee Lee, yeah so it it was it was touching let's yeah also you guys i don't know if you guys know this or not but aew actually signed brody jr to a contract Yes, yes. I, I did see that. That that was cool. So, you know, at some time when I'm in my late 40s and you guys are in your mid 40s, MJF will probably be out there talking shit, holding the TNT title. And then out of nowhere, you're going to hear Brody Lee's music, but it's going to be Brody Jr. And he's going to come out, beat the crap out of MJF and take that TNT title. Oh, yeah. The long term booking on that's going to be glorious. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. As once he's old enough and he's through training. Then he be then the Messiah becomes exalted. Yeah, fair point. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's been rough. Mm-hmm. Just and, and just the way that uh, Rowan and Silver just I, I don't yeah. even, I'm not even sure the two had even met before <laughs> last night and they were just clinging to each other in the yeah, that, oh, that yeah. was yeah it, when you that was the emotional peak of the of the episode for me yeah. Um, and I, I think, 
popped so hard. I've never popped harder for Rowan in my life <laughs> than well, that hate, moment well, right there. Holy shit, that well, was so he, unexpected. Once he came out with the sign that he held up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that was the end of me. I just seen yeah. him hold it back and he couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, nope. I popped nope. so hard when uh, yeah. he came out and attacked Wardlow, and I just yelled in the middle of my be- middle of my living room, "Oh, Wardlow, you just fucked up." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, it would not surprise me to see him signed within the next few four months. to six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly last night was just kind of a one-off thing, but we'll yeah. see. But yeah, it was it was it was a touching tribute. I'm I uh, was avoiding watching it, and then I was following along on Twitter for about ten minutes. I'm like, you, you know what? I'm just gonna stick with this. I'm gonna watch it, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, I so, couldn't miss it. Yeah. I, I was I was tempted to like go play some games online with friends. I was like, nah, I can't. I I cannot. Yeah, could not do it. I I had to tell some of my friend Alyssa. I was like, she's like, oh, you're gonna come play Seven Days to Die with us? I'm like, I have to go watch a funeral. Oh. And she's like, what? I'm like, a wouldn't understand. It's a wrestling thing. And she's like, all right, I trust you that this is important. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it was. Tyler actually just texted me. He's actually watching it while we record this, and he just said that uh, a baby face was born in John Silver on that mm-hmm. night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny. I was talking this with my mom because my mom watches AEW. She watched it with me. Um, how just three weeks ago or so, Dark Order, huge heel faction, they – they attempted to murder Cody and beat his wife and <laughs> hopped out with a, with a casket and did the, the, the casket dance on his grave and everything. And now the biggest baby face group. Yeah. Uh, in AEW. Just I mean, right they, they were, they were already, They're already over. Yeah. Yeah. They were, well, they were already trending that way because of BTE. I know Josh doesn't watch it, but I mean, that's really where Brody got a lot of these people in the dark order over was just, um, you know, the, the, the constant Brody Lee is angry, screaming fuck in the, in their, lo- in their yes. uh, meeting room. Where's um, my papers? Give me some papers. Oh no. Oh, oh no. I need you to do me a solid. I want you to grab any papers that are next to you and I want you to beam them off your fucking head. <laughs> uh, that was great at the beginning of the match. Start throwing papers. Jericho's like, those are foreign objects. Have you ever gotten a paper cut Shivani? <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. Uh, Jer- Jericho, Jericho on commentary last night. Was, like, it was exactly what, what they needed. Right. Right. Just him kind of peeling back the layers on yeah. things and talking things. Get, kind of giving you that little bit of inside baseball, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it was. It was definitely needed. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have to say probably that was my favorite part of the night, which w- was when the papers came out and they beamed them off of uh, Santana and Ortiz's yeah. heads. Because all, so all, all I could hear in the in the back of my mind was that episode of BTE where. Uh, Silver sat on Reynolds' shoulders wearing Brody's coat. <laughs> yes. And he's just walking through, I want some papers! Give me the fucking papers! <laughs> oh, shit. Making fun of Brody before Brody came in. Yeah, he comes in. He's like, you have fucking papers. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Sticks his finger in Reynolds' face. Put him down. I'm not going to fucking look up to him. Oh, Lord. Oh, I mean, Lord. that's where you really saw more of the real John Huber. Was yeah. on, was with Brody on BTE. 
or when they stole the the Chili's gimmick from the the uh, elite, and everybody's <laughs> everybody just stops singing when Brody comes in, and then he just gets like right up to the camera and screams, "And fucking barbecue sauce!" Yeah. <laughs> 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 he buy he buys six, he buys six lawnmowers with the uh, with the Chili's money, but he has no lawn. Yeah, no lawn. Yeah, yeah, all these lawnmowers are no lawn. Yeah, I mean, we really got to see the real John Huber once he came to AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what BTE his, is good for. I've never, yeah, yeah, it was funny because, you know, he didn't talk much in WWE. And then when he came to AEW, I was, I was blown away. I was like, whoa, he's very, he's very well spoken. <laughs> he's the, well, it's, it's you like know, that, you, you see him as a redneck that's illiterate seemingly. And then yeah. you see him doing this. I'm like, whoa, shit. Well, it's like that meme I always, I always, I always used to like to share, uh, showed him as Luke Harper and, and said, uh, uh, local homeless man kidnapped by cult leaves and becomes successful businessman, and then you know, shows <laughs> shows Luke Harper that the bottom it shows him as Brody Lee. Yeah, uh. but no, it was it was it was perfect. Uh, there's there's like you, you can't have any criticism of it. Um, I mean, Team Taz they they took they took the L like men. Um, uh, you know, even uh, Hobbs and uh, Cage were wearing the armbands. Um, yeah, everyone had the armbands on. Everyone, Dark Order went over big tonight or that night. Everyone, everyone winning their matches. I, um, I mean, the uh, you know, Silver finally getting to wear the Brody Lee replica outfit that John Cooper yeah, had yeah, made for really him. Cool. And um, oh, and then Ty, uh, Ty, Ty Conti uh, murdering. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker's face, yeah, well. with the biggest potato of the night. Jesus Christ! I thought we were gonna see like the Kawhi Leonard incident all over again. Uh, I thought, um, I thought, I thought we were, I thought we were gonna see the uh, the the broken nose all over again. From yeah, then when, she, when she be, grabbed her face, I was like, oh shit, not again. Yeah, then she was <laughs> gonna be faking. A, then she was gonna be faking a leg injury for another three months while she got her nose job done again. Right. Yeah, there's a funny story when uh, Britt got her nose busted. Uh, Brody was in the back, and she's and he said, "Well, there goes your heel run." She's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, you know, red makes green," yeah. and and that right there that got the crowd behind you. And then she said later on that night, another one of the guys like he started bleeding too, like he got yeah. hit, he was bleeding. And then Brody goes, "Oh shit, you better go to Tony quick. That guy's trying to steal your gimmick." Yeah, <laughs> you better go. You better go put a word in first. Jeez. So that was that was his level of humor backstage. That's what he just was. He was one of the one of the good guys, you know. Yeah. Just all, all the all stories, the things that we... all these stories that just keep popping up for spin. I never popped for anybody to come to AEW after they first opened. I was really happy with the group they had. Mm. Uh, when FTR showed up, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, we've known that was coming ever since they asked for their release from WWE. Yeah. And then when it was revealed, because I was biting on the Chris Daniels as the exalted one. Hard. And then when Brody showed up and he was the exalted, I know uh, Josh was biting on Matt Hardy being the exalted one. Uh, but when it turned out it was Brody, I was just, I popped so hard when it was him. Yeah, I think I think we mentioned that 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 was one that I was thinking about. What if what if it's what if it's uh, the former Luke Harper? You know. Yeah. 
But yeah, just interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Think of, think of what could have been, what what was. Realizing that we lost a good guy way way too soon. Yeah. But you know, hearing the things that make us laugh and watching the the wrestlers pull things together last night and their continued tributes says a lot about the man. Right. You know. I don't I don't have much more to add to that add to it than that, but I just um, wanted I wanted to put this out here today. <laughs> just that? because here's, ju- something, ju- here's something that actually just came across my Twitter feed. Um I know Josh doesn't much care for him, but Enzo uh came out and said, quote, it's been a long time since I watched wrestling. John fucking silver and then about then a whole line of fire emojis. Yeah. He won over the hearts and minds of people that night, for sure. Uh, Enzo actually had a video he posted uh, talking about his, you know, time with John, and it wasn't it wasn't Enzo. It was the first time I've seen him like not Enzo, like talking without the accent and just yeah, being him and crying, and he's just like, you know, it's one of those dudes that. he lived a gimmick and that's, that's what got him in hot water with a lot of people. But you see like there's even, even a guy like him is was touched by, by Enzo. And it's, I mean, sorry, by, by, by uh, Brody. And, and it just, it just shows how far, far reaching. Yeah. He was. I'm actually, I'm actually about to retweet something from the elder millennials page, Josh or Matt, you may want to grab it from the six, eight, five page. Uh, it was a video tweeted by John Silver last night after the show uh, where Brody Jr. is beating up the entire Dark Order with a, with a, a Singapore cane in the back. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. I saw the video. I saw the video. I saw the video. It was funny. That was well played. They're like, yeah. It, it, he says, uh, just for the record, Brody Jr., a.k.a. Negative One, had beat us up worse uh, than Mr. Brody ever has. <laughs> And he's even hitting the camera guy, which is great. Yeah, he wasn't, uh, the cam- no one's safe. Uh, the camera guy was Uno. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no one's safe. No one's safe. That that's no. that's the point. And it's, uh, yeah. And so I'm going through. I'm going through and uh, hitting some other things, uh, retweeting some stuff from our from our six eight five show account on Twitter. So, you know. Check check it out. I I did some uh, I did some live tweeting last night during the show, so it was kind of my feelings off the cusp as I was going along. So yeah. I did no live tweeting because I was uh, locked in. <laughs> well, I tend to I tend to multitask a lot, and I just felt last night I should be commenting as I'm going along, just because I I needed a little bit of an outlet. So that's what I did. Yeah. So so go 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 read my tweets and if you hate on them you get blocked. I don't care. So anyways, uh, gentlemen, I I want to kind of uh, end it here, but not not really. We're we're all on the Twitter machine, so um, I'll I'll if you guys have stuff, I'll retweet it from our show account and go from there. So until Matt and I talk again, which will be. Uh, Saturday, we're going to talk about uh, New Japan. So um, until until then, you you all take it easy. Uh, have a somber rest of today, and uh, see you soon. Wake up your mind.